You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. Kevin Weiss alongside Ulysses Sembrano. And this Friday episode, we are pleased again to be joined by Aram Layton, the founder of JustBaseball.com. Uh, Aram, spring training, it's unveiled. Games are going to be happening very shortly. This has got to be, I mean, you've got to be uh, through the moon that baseball season is back and you're able to to really dive into everything. Uh, I mean, I've been so excited. I came straight down to uh, straight down to Florida, been going to the backfields already. There's just nothing like it, man. We were talking about it before we hit record, which is like, you get out to the fields, you, you hear the crack of the bat and, and it just brings you right back. It's, it's something special. So I'm pumped up. I, I'm sure you guys are too. Uh, a lot to be excited about with the, with this race team and just another MLB season. It did this, this off season, I think went as quick as, as any, I can, I can remember. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Right. For sure. And, um, you know, you're very busy. You have a lot going on with just baseball.com. So, I, I don't want to skip ahead too much, but I just want to get your your take on a couple things before, um, you know, if, if we don't catch you before the season starts or midseason, whenever it is. Um, as of today, who would you bet money on to win the World Series in 2024? Ooh, okay. Is this – so here's my question. Is it based on, like – what what's worth the payout you know like what's the best value no uh, no, no okay yeah I, I should i should frame it better who do you think really you can take betting out of it who's going to win the world series in 2024 so the obvious answer would be the dodgers and like that's lame um but you know obviously <laughs> that that team is just okay if not the dodgers, stacked. Then, yeah. but to give you a less lame answer yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the Houston Astros, man. I, I know, like, race fans are probably just like about to turn me off, but, um, <laughs> that, like, I, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I gotta be honest with it. That is a really talented team. That look, they were fractured last year. I mean, they, they did not have Christian Javier pitching at the best of his ability. They did not have Framber Valdez pitching at the best of his ability. Jose Abreu couldn't have been much worse. Um, they didn't have Altuve for a good portion of the season. Then when he came back, he was unbelievably good. Um, yeah. They were running Martin Maldonado out there because Dusty Baker, for whatever reason, just would not stop playing him, even though Yiner Diaz was one of the best rookies in the game. So you got him now back. Um, I, I think Hunter Brown's going to be a lot better this year. You add Josh Hader to that bullpen. I think that three-headed monster in the back of the bullpen is as scary as any. And you guys know, Rays fans know as much as anybody, how – much a an elite back end of the bullpen can really just shorten games and 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 really get you on a winning streak pretty quickly and and be able to preserve leads better than anybody else like the Rays have done that through some of the rest teams they've had starters that are five and dive and then hand it off to an elite bullpen and it works and I think the Astros will be similar to that mold but they also have a really loaded offense that you know I think is only going to be better this year okay and that you yeah, yeah. You you mentioned uh, 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 two picks for uh, World Series winners. Moving on from that MVP, who do you think wins the AL MVP and NL MVP? Ooh. Okay. So this is. I feel like at this point we're in a spot where, as long as Aaron Judge is healthy, like 
what is that guy now? He was on a pace to do what he did in 22 again in 23. Yeah. If he didn't jack up his toe on the concrete or whatever that was. Yeah. But I think Julio Rodriguez is going to, is going to do something special this year. Um, mm-hmm. They, the fact that he referred to what he did last year as a sophomore slump down year. Yeah. It's just <laughs> insane. Cause it still wasn't even a bad year. I mean, the first half was not great, but he still had a really solid year. This lineup is a lot more deep now. There's a lot more talent in terms of like power throughout that lineup. They go get Polanco. They get Mitch Garver. I like a lot of the pieces that they've added to where, you know, you're going to have to attack Julio Rodriguez a little bit more. Um, And I also think the Mariners are going to be a threat this year. That's that's my dark horse, you know, World Series team. I think this is finally the year where it it all kind of comes together. I love the power that they added to the the lineup, the pitching. We know how good the pitching is. Um, And I think it's you combine the team performing at a higher level with you know, more protection through that lineup, more runs to be driven in for Julio. I, I think this is going to be a monster year for, for Julio Rodriguez. And what about NL? Okay. NL, it's really hard to, to pick anybody other than Ronald Acuna Jr. Like, but at the same yeah. time, like, you never know what can happen. Um, I, I just I just feel like with what Ronald Acuna Jr. is capable of doing, he just seems to be on, a, on, on another planet. Like, Otani's not pitching this year, so... You know, he's going to have to really, really, really hit to win it. Yeah. But I think Fernando Tatis Jr. has mm. something to prove this year. And he's already a platinum glove winner in the corner, right? Like, so, yeah, he's not playing shortstop anymore, but fringy shortstop to best defensive corner outfielder, arguably, in the sport. We know he's capable of hitting 40-plus. We know that he can steal as many bags as anybody. That wrist issue was bad. I mean, like the guy fell off a motorcycle apparently twice, according to him. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, it took him a long time to get back from that wrist issue. And I don't even know if it, he fully had all of that, you know, mobility and, and twitchiness back last year. And he still had a good year. Mm-hmm. I, I like to, to not just pick the favorite. Yeah. I think Tatis could do it this year. That's nice. uh, b- before we get into some uh, race specific discussion, uh, just a couple more quick hitters. Uh, Aram, where does a uh, former Cy Young award winner with the Rays and with the Padres, Blake Snell, where does he wind up? So I, I, I can see a few different things happening here. I mean, the, the reports are that the Yankees have come in with an offer, but I always think it's funny how they have the exact number that the Yankees came in with. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was reported by, by John Heyman. Right. Um, and, yeah. and we know, uh, uh, Snell's a, a Boris client. Um, and then we haven't heard really the exact numbers of, of any other area. So I, I, I don't think he ends up with the Yankees. I, I do wonder now that Kodai Senga is, is hurt, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with the, with the shoulder issue. I know the Mets aren't really a world series contender, but I mean, it's still a very talented roster. And I, I think Boris was about to be in some trouble and some hot water with the way he's approached this offseason. I think he might get bailed out here. I think the Mets are going to potentially just fork over some money for for one of these guys, one of his clients between Montgomery and Snell. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if they sneak in and and pick up Snell. But I also I've been saying Giants all off season, and I'm going to stick with it. And I think he wants to be on the West Coast ultimately, so I'm going to go with Blake Snell to the Giants. Okay, we like that. We'd prefer we like to go to the National League in the West Coast and the Giants versus the AL East and the Yankees. Um, Ulysses, before we, uh, we discuss. Uh, Oh, actually, yeah. Go something ahead. big came up lately in the last 48, 72 hours. Anthony Rendon. Before we move on to race talk. Okay. I, I, I need to hear your take on this whole thing because 
it just seems like what he is saying makes sense. But two things. One, you're not the the right spokespersons to yes, say this. And mm-hmm. two, don't say it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we yes. want transparency as fans like, oh, who are you as a player? We want transparency. We get it. And, uh, you know, but maybe not from you. We need this type of transparency. What do you think? So that's exactly what we got into on the Just Baseball show. I'm glad you brought it up because like, I think well, everything he said is totally fair. Like, it, it, there's a lot of players who share that sentiment. It, it, it's yes, we all dream of playing Major League Baseball, but 162 games, people yelling at you, a lot of pressure, uh, it, it, being away from your family, traveling. It, it it doesn't. It's not the same game that you had a blast playing in Little League or in high school. I'm sure they have a lot of fun a lot of the time, but it's a job and it's yeah. an exhausting one, physically and mentally. So like, I get it. What he's saying is shared by a lot of people. You, it's just you have to be aware of of how you're perceived and if you care at all about what your current perception is then you should probably not say those things if you're anthony rendon right this is the same guy that's barely played and when he has played it's uninspiring um and when he's hurt he doesn't provide updates he ducks the media he grabs fans by the shirt and and like tries to like i don't even know I, i don't even know what he tried to do there but like this is a guy that has historically already been questioned for his commitment to the game if it's somebody that's putting up numbers and, you know, like we were just talking about like Nikola Jokic, right? Like that guy's winning MVPs and, 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 and he hasn't outright said some of the things that, you know, Rendon alluded to, but if you're, if you're putting up numbers and you're competing every day and you're doing your job to the best of your ability, then I don't care how you, how you feel about your job. But if you're not doing those things and then you come out and say that, then it becomes a little bit of like, Hey, well, maybe you should care about your job a little bit more because you're not doing it very well right, right. now. To me, Anthony Rendon is the equivalent of like an edgy teen because he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was saying. He wanted to stir the pot. He wanted to get a reaction. He wanted to to get people riled up. And for whatever reason, he he gets off to that. Attention, Mac and PC users. Backblaze is the ultimate cloud backup solution, which offers unlimited protection. For how much? $99 a year. You can restore with ease in case of data loss, access your files from anywhere worldwide, plus the game changer, restore by mail. What is restore by mail? Well, I tell you, it's a you get a hard drive shipped to your door, and you can try this risk-free for 30 days. There's a benefit from a year of file retention and version history, over 55 billion files restored for satisfied customers. So today, go to backblaze.com slash locked on MLB, and you can get a risk-free trial. Remember, backblaze.com slash locked on MLB, your data safe with Backblaze. Is Does that mean that the Angels win less than 70 games this year? <laughs> I think they're going to lose a lot of games. I think that pitching staff is not good. Um, I the offense is is fine, but I think Shanwell is going to back up a little bit uh, at first I mean, base. Who, that, who who can protect my trout? Anthony Rendon. <laughs> like I mean, there's Anthony no- Rendon. Yeah, it's it's not pretty over there. I I think they're going to lose a lot of games. Yeah. I think they're they're going to struggle, and it's sad because yeah, I, I want to see Mike Trout play in the playoffs so badly. We all do. We all do. Yeah, he's only done it what once, and that was. <laughs> Mike Trout has nine at bats more than us three in the playoffs. There we go. 
Nice. Not, not to his fault. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He, hey, he can't be a 75 war player or whatever it is. Uh, well, hopefully the Rays uh, win more than 70 games. I think they will. Ulysses thinks they will. And I think Aram thinks they will as well. Um, but Aram, where do you stand with the Rays entering the 2024 season uh, as far as a, a benchmark win loss record and the chances of them capturing the division title, knowing that it is the AL East and there's always competition, uh, especially with the uprising Baltimore Orioles and uh, acquiring Corbin Burns and, and making other moves here and there. Yeah. You know, I think what really works into the, the race favor here is being in a division that, you know, other than the Red Sox who, you know, of course aren't a total slouch, but other than the Red Sox, you can make the case that every single team in the division, not only has a strong case to make the playoffs, but you know, is, is a team that you don't necessarily want to run into in the playoffs either. Uh, even with the, with what the Yankees have added and, and what, what they look like and um, yeah, the Blue Jays, some moves I don't totally get, but they made some good ones. Like, and then the Orioles, you mentioned it getting burns. Bradish is a tough blow, but you know, they, they're just loaded and they can go make whatever trade they want with that system. Look, I think the Rays benchmark every year is 90. I don't care what like, you look at the roster. It's, it's, it's always going to be good, but like mm -hmm. good in a nuanced way. Um, but I, I feel like you, you look at it, the team that won 99 games last year. I don't, I don't know how, because there was times where like, we were wondering like who's going to plug in and pitch, but that's how they always do it. You look at the offense. I'll ask you guys like, would you put this lineup up there? Assuming like Caminero's up there, you know, you got Mead potentially involved as well. Is this one of the better lineups you've seen, assuming health from, from the Rays in a while going into opening day? I can tell you that 2021 was an amazing offense. Uh, 2023 was damn good. I, I just feel like 2024, maybe a little bit of a dip be between those two years, but it's, it, I am not for, for like, Less than three or four years of the Rays' existence, I'm actually not worried about the offense. I don't know if you feel the same, Kevin. No, I feel exactly the same way. Just Randy Rosarena, keep doing your thing. Yandy Diaz, keep doing your thing. Brandon Lau, stay healthy. Renee mm -hmm. Pinto, we actually might have a hitter that or a catcher that can hit for uh, a full season and beyond. And then Josh Lowe, I think, could really take a, a big mm. next leap and big next step. I mean, he could be a 30-30 player uh, you, and hit you, 280, 290 or something like that. I think that's a guy that I was talking about nonstop from, like, the, the first time I ever I ever came on with you guys. Like, that's a guy that's been one of my favorite prospects for a long time, and it was really awesome to see it all come together. Of course, you got to plug and play here at, at, at shortstop now, and, and you lose a, you know, an MVP candidate. But at the end of the day, if you look at the production last year, you're like, yeah, it was good. You know, Juan Franco was good, but 819 OPS. It wasn't like, you know, he was competing for an MVP last year. And I know that he's, it's hard to replace that value, but I look across the lineup. You mentioned having an upgraded catcher. I actually think Pinto's pretty good. Um, Yanni Diaz is, you can pretty much pencil that guy in for, for yes. you know, a 900 OPS, which is crazy to say. Yeah. Uh, and then you mentioned, wow, like he, I thought took a little bit of a step towards being healthy last year, 109 games. I think he, he could be a guy that ends up getting closer to what we saw when he hit, what was it? 39 home runs the one year. I think Siri is awesome, but I think Lowe takes another step forward. Um, I, I think Paredes has really solidified himself as a solid piece and a Rosarena tapered off. Like I, think he could easily have a better season than he had last year. I don't know. I just look across the lineup and then you think about the upside that you have with some of the young guys that are now 
Costa Bigley Gretti and a Camonero who could be a huge X factor lineup wise. Uh, the depth with an Aranda who could finally plug in and help. We mentioned Rosario being added there. I think Johnny DeLuca is extremely underrated. There's a reason why the Rays targeted him in that deal. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I crush his lefties at the very least, which is the perfect platoon. You combine a, a Johnny DeLuca and a Josh Lowe, you got a really nice tandem there. Um, with the production that DeLuca will have against lefties and what we know Josh Lowe can do against righties, some speed. Uh, DeLuca can play all three outfield spots. I, I think this team easily can win 90 games. My concern is is the pitching, but mm-hmm. they always piece that together, and they've got some guys coming back. I, I'm what a, what a professional. Shane Boz and Brandon McKay, young guys that can possibly help out the rotation and, and the pitching. What can you expect from a guy who is a Brent Honeywell 2.0 and in, in, in Brendan McKay and a Shane Boss who, you know, is the normal pitcher of the 21st century? Hey, I've yes. got TJ. So what can you t- t- talk to us a, a little bit about these two guys making the return? So I love that the Rays got Aaron Savali because it's just like you need to just like a calming four ERA, you know, like three, eight to four, two ERA that, you know, is going to give you 140, 150 innings, maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. And, and just not be a liability or volatile because mm-hmm. I love the upside that they have with these other arms. So to answer your question on, on boss specifically, that guy could be a, a frontline starter if he's looking you know healthy. And like you mentioned, it's a traditional Injury, right? Like it's what we're used yeah. to. Guys come back from that all the time. He'll be, he should be just fine. He's had more than enough time to, to fully, fully recover. Um, I think you can expect him to, to be a solid middle rotation arm. Like I, I really am expecting that. Maybe there's a little bit of, of growing pains, but like I think he'll hit the ground running at least relatively speaking. And then I think by the second half, he could be really, really solid. I mean, if a guy like Taj Bradley, you look at what he was able to do last year. I know the ERA wasn't great, but right. you know, the underlying numbers were good. He still struck out more than 11 per nine. Like, I, I think he's going to be an elevated version of that at the very least. And, and that's all the Rays really need is, is a guy that can give them innings, um, which you know I know he'll be on a limit, but he'll still be able to do that. And I think he can give them a, a, a mid threes, strike out plenty. And we saw how much more Boz was filling up the zone. Um, I, I think he could be a, a really big piece for them this year. Sorry, who was the other guy you asked about? Brendan McKay, the almost raised version of Shohei Otani. Uh, McKay, I have no clue. Um, okay. I'm, That's fair. That's fair because we haven't seen him in a mound since we were much younger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't just like picked up the bat now. Yeah. But, that's what I've said. Uh, you could swing it. But – you know, I think I think the Rays are looking at McKay as as you know anything they get from him is is gravy. It's house money, um, unfortunately. But Boz on the other side, I think they're expecting him to give them, you know, 130 innings, roughly, maybe a little bit more of, you know, mm, interesting mid high threes. I, 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 that's what maybe not expect. I think cautiously optimistic for. Like I don't think that's a pipe dream. I, I what that guy was doing in the minor leagues and the upper minors before, and then even through stretches in the bigs before going down, smoothing mm-hmm. out that delivery, just overpowering dudes. The fastball shape was ridiculous. His, his whiff rates on the slider were off the charts. Uh, I mean, he can he can overpower guys uh, if if he looks like he did pre surgery, and we we see guys come back usually sometimes throwing even harder. He was averaging ninety six yeah. miles an hour on the fastball, and that was probably while throwing through some some elbow issues and if you really take out that last terrible start before he went down I mean, yeah. he was pretty darn good in his big league debut 
Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with winning $5 bet. That's $150 buckaroos if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with what they have, quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and so, so, so much more. So just go ahead and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. I'll repeat it one more time for you. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to shoot your shot today. FanDuel, they are the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. No, he, he was. Uh, I feel like, yeah. you know, it's they've, they've been talking about like, oh, the progression is going to be slow, you know, maybe a, 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 a mid summer return we were talking about maybe late may maybe june but you got me uh i think we you got us both because we just had this conversation and i think the fan graphs projection is 102 innings and i was like no way there's no way that he even touches triple digits uh kevin i don't, yeah, I don't remember well, where you landed on yeah i think i was i was under that metric but aram makes really good yeah. points and i guess this would be the time to to roll them out there with um springs unavailable McClanahan unavailable Rasmussen unavailable you might need a guy of his caliber that can come in and and uh and help out the team um I guess a a follow-up question to all this with Shane Boz is if he returns to a similar form pre-surgery pre-injury what is his potential where do you see him five ten years from now is it a number one is it a number two is it a Tyler Glass now light where are you at with him I mean, I think it's a really solid number two starter. Um, you know, if if he had a little bit more, and it's hard because, you know, we haven't seen him throw in a while. If he had a little bit more consistency with the third pitch, you know, I'd, I'd feel even better about it. Uh, but I think the, the potential is a really solid number two starter or, you know, a, a de facto ace, you know, number one starter for like an average rotation. But, I, I, you know, you look at the numbers, what he's been able to do at each stop. 113 strikeouts to 13 walks in the upper levels is, is just ridiculous. Uh, but you guys bring up a good point too. Like the, the return being a little bit slower than, than, you know, we, maybe we were hoping and that the Rays were hoping like they may be more careful with him and, and it may be closer to, to 90, a hundred. Um, I just feel like once he comes back, there's just going to be a lot of quality starts. He's been going five, six, maybe even seven innings sometimes. Um, and, and before you know it, those innings, they pile up quick. I saw it with Yuri Perez, man. Like, oh yeah, he's on an innings limit. And all of a sudden he's, he's at one thirty, and it's like, whoa, um, yeah. they come up quick when you're throwing pretty well every fifth day. But, um, I, I do think he could be a, a high end too, um, if it all can, comes together. And I think there's a good chance it all comes together. Now, before we move on to baseball trivia and name that war, um, just, we had this discussion with, um, the two Shanes, Shane Boss and Shane McClanahan, uh, Shane McClanahan, two-time All-Star, de facto ace of the uh, of the staff for now for two years, All-Star games, right? So a very quality starting pitcher, good quality, great quality. Do you think it's very um, out there to say that Shane Boz could be better than Shane McClanahan? McClanahan at his peak was, was pretty freaking nasty. Like more like 2022 McClanahan. We're looking like a mid twos. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's that's a lofty ceiling, okay. um, just because it's from the left side. Mm. But I I don't think it's crazy to say that he can give you stretches of that. 
Like I, I just don't know if he could do it for 165 innings at his peak, like like McClanahan did. Because um, mm-hmm. McClanahan's ability to blend ground balls as well with it, like he's he's striking guys out, and then he's also getting you know in 2022, I think it was like a 50% ground ball rate as well. Like it's really rare to have K rates that high and a ground ball rate that high. Like I think there's just something rare with McClanahan when he's healthy. Uh, but that said, like Boz, I think can give you stretches of that. It's good to hear. Good to hear. All right. Um, It is time for baseball trivia. Name that war. Uh, I actually do have a baseball trivia question for Aram that I came up with on the fly before uh, Ulysses, you prepared the the war question. Um, This trivia question uh, revolves around the now Peter Bendix led Marlins. Aram, I, I bet you like to hear that phrase uh peter bendix led marlins oh, yeah. that must be a pretty good feeling for you as a marlins uh fan and follower oh yeah i mean i was at the backfield the other day you you just see there's there's a total change in the way that things are being done from a development standpoint i'm just seeing wow. more equipment you know more, more equipment out there in terms of like you know technology and tracking um players already were, were ta- telling me how they have more resources in terms of getting information from their bullpens, uh, having uh, a login for their own pitch data. Like that was not even something that they had as much in the past. Like wow. it, 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 the Marlins were pretty archaic from the development side. And you know, Bendix coming from the Rays, like he is not going to, you know, ignore development. And it's been nice right. to see that. Right. Certainly. Well, with that said, um, I have in front of me a list of the top 10 career home run leaders in a marlins uniform and a little hint here uh number one on this list has 267 dingers in a marlins uniform number 10 on this list has 104 i want you to name five of these 10 names oh this is a good one this is fun okay yeah. do you want to so- ping pong this yeah, you want to go okay. back and forth? Yeah, you do first. All right. All right, they make it six names, so you can get equal okay. footing there. Okay. Um, I'll I'll save the lower hanging fruit for you. I'll, I'll save the, the the MVP, but um, okay. I'll go Dan Ugla. He is number two on this list with one fifty four. Um, let me go a little bit under the radar first. Hanley Ramirez. Hanley Ramirez number three on this list with one forty eight. Nice. All right, I'll, I'll take the layup. Mike slash John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> you would be correct. 267, the clubhouse leader. Thank you for leaving me the Venezuelan bump. Uh, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, number five on this list with 138. My all-time favorite. Um, <laughs> and then, okay, we can go a few different routes. Don't want to overthink it. I'll go Mike Lowell. Mike mm-hmm. Lowell, number four on this list with 143. Very good. I'm going to go with longevity. So Jeff Conine. Ooh. Jeff Conine, number eight on this list with 120. Screw it. Try to name all 10. You've got uh, six right now. Uh, who are we missing? Or sorry, not who are we missing? What numbers are we missing? We're missing. Um, oh, yeah. Seven, eight, nine, ten. You're missing six, seven, nine, ten. Six. Oof. It's sad when, like, there's just so many different... It's been such a revolving door. Right. Um, 
which I know you guys can relate to a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. or a lot of it it kind of looks like our home run leader list. I'm trying to think of um, like mainstays. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the years where no one really paid attention, but there was guys just putting up numbers still. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Mm, like in the early, like, but a lot of those guys, like you look at the 97 World Series team, they had Sheffield bounced. Um, they, they, they trade him. Yeah. Uh, Moises Alou traded. traded. Uh, Preston Wilson traded. Uh, they had Mike Piazza for two games. Uh, Derek Lee also traded after oh, that. Derek, Derek Lee's a, a decent one, though. Do you um, like Derek Lee? I like Derek Lee. Let's try it. Derek okay. Lee. Derek Lee is number six on oh, this list. Ooh, look at you. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just fire from the hip here. Cody Ross, strike one. Ah, oh. that was good though. I like Cody Ross. Oh, he was one of my favorites too. I'm gonna embarrass myself here if I don't get the rest. Okay, um, come on, we got this. Uh, mainstays, mainstays. I'm thinking. Oh, did Yelich uh play enough? You think Yelich played for a while? I don't have any home runs yet. I'll go Marcelo Zuna. Strike two. Woo! All right, we gotta protect, baby. We gotta We're protect ourselves on here. We gotta protect. Um, how about do you like Ray's legend and Marlin's legend, Logan Lomo Morrison? Do you like that? <laughs> Lomo is not a bad one, but I don't know if he played enough. God, I think he was a free agent when when the Rays signed him, right? So he at least played seven years. He got sent to the minors with the Marlins like five years in. Um, <laughs> it was a whole thing just because they, they were so mad at him. It was like a, it was like a he pissed people off kind of thing, which he was, was crazy. He was tweeting too much. That was his issue. Oh, yeah. He was like one of the original like. Yeah, he was Twitter the original guy. like social media baseball influencers that, you know, active players that was speaking yeah. his mind. True. Um, I'm sure Marlins fans are going to clown me for this. I'm like. <laughs> I'm I don't have another mainstay other than than him and, and Yelich, really. Okay. Juan Encarnacion? Uh, that would be strike three. Okay. You guys oh, are going okay. to be kicking yourselves after oh, this. No. Oh, Run no. My night, uh, number seven, you may have heard of him. The Hall of Fame voters don't like him. Gary Sheffield with 120. Oh, so it was Sheffield. Damn, I thought he yeah. got moved too quick. Damn. Uh, number nine on this list, Marlon, of course, also... Rays clubhouse legend and MLB network commentator Cliff Floyd, 110. And then number 10 on this list, Aram did mention him, uh, but didn't guess him. Preston Wilson with 110. Wow. I mentioned Sheffield and Wilson. I thought they got wow. moved too quick. To be fair, Josh Willingham is not on this list. Jorge Cantu is not on this list either. So. I was thinking Cantu too, yeah, Rays legend. Uh, I I was like, so I think they played right before. I was born in '97, so. Mm -hmm. But damn, I should have I should have went with one of those two. They're too good. I, they put up too ridiculous numbers. They get halfway there with their seasons. Yeah. Oh, and also the other guy that I probably would have thought of, he played first base. Mike Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had that wow. one year. He stood on his yeah, head. Where he had like 32 or something. What's, so Leo Nunez, he was traded for Leo Nunez. And then he, he later went by Juan Carlos Oviedo because that was his real name. It wasn't actually Leo Nunez. True. Didn't he pitch for the race too a little bit or no? I think so. Or he I was signed by so. them. Yeah. 
Well, now I'm going to have to look up Logan Morrison uh, and, and how many home runs he hit with the Marlins because it's going to bother me. Um, well, this is the part where we play Name That War. And if you haven't seen this segment before, anybody who's liking this video and subscribing on YouTube, this is where we take a player from the past and we try to guess their career war according to baseball reference, only using our baseball archive mind. Today's player, oh, you guys are going to hate me for this. Unieski Bethencourt. What is oh, his that. career war according to baseball reference? Mm. A name. <laughs> do you want to go first, Aram, or do you want me to go? It's a, it's your call. You're the guest here. Uh, you want to go ahead? <laughs> sure. I'll maybe it'll give you some inspiration. I think. Yeah, run it down. Do the math. Bethencourt played. He's. Probably has his pension, played 10, 11, 12 years. Um, I think very average, definitely did not make an all-star game, probably didn't win a gold glove either. I'm thinking like an average line of like 260, eight home runs, bottle that up. I'm going to give you an eight, eight career war for Bethencourt. That's all I got. Eight. Okay. Oh man, that's that's tough. I th that's what I was thinking too. I I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna give him a little bit more credit. Don't wait. Hold up, Kevin. Do not look this up. Hands up. Don't Hands don't up. look up his career war. Do not. Okay. I need, I need I've, I've not looked it up yet. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. For some reason, when you when you mentioned the number eleven point four came in my head. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's fair. Um, he has a he played for nine years, had a bat uh, a slash line of 261, 285, 388 for a 673 OPS. That's an 80 OPS plus. In nine years, he had a total of 80 home runs. I was like right on the money with that. Yeah, he did not make an all-star appearance. Uh no MVP votes. And his career war, this floored me, by the way. Negative two point four. What? He's like Mike oh Jacobs. Negative two point four. So you so you had the point four correct, Aram, but you just had to go a bunch just on the wrong side of zero. Yeah, on the wrong. Yeah, it's a it's a different integer. Negative two point oh. four. Can you guys believe that? I would not believe that. With that, like, if you hit two sixty in the bigs, I would think at least you have. How bad was zero. his defense? He played shortstop, he played first base and third base, but maybe not that well. Maybe you guys are inspiring well. me for an article like who are the best players with a negative war or like Oh yeah, do team. it. All right, cool. I, we I'm will gonna, read it, my man. We will read Jared it. Jared Saltalamachia, if I'm not mistaken, had a negative war in his career too. Wow. Wow, that's Or that's very crazy. close. It was it's sub it's sub 5. Who? Yeah, th those are interesting. Those are interesting. Well, Aram, thank you again for joining us. Uh, uh, you know, it's always a pleasure. We always come out smarter when we talk to you for, yeah. for our episodes. Can you uh, tell the folks how they can get a hold of you and your stuff and what you're doing? Yeah, really excited to uh, start to really dive into our previews on the Just Baseball show. Um, Going to get you primed up for every single division, every single uh, every single league and or both leagues and 
get you ready to go. So you know everything you need to know. But I will be singing some phrases for uh, the Rays. I think Ryan Pepiot's going to have a big year, and I'll talk about that in our Rays preview. But also prospect content, prospect interviews on the just on on the call up, uh, and then also justbaseball.com is where you can find tons of articles with a really really talented staff of writers putting out uh, great stuff. Whether it's feature interviews uh, from the stadium and or you know just again more information to get you ready to go for the season but i always appreciate you guys having me on it's always a blast to talk ball with you guys and uh hopefully we don't go as long uh as long next time because i'm always i'm always happy to come on and, and and hang out with you guys